podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 12. It's team reveal time when myself and Fantasy Football Scout's deputy editor Tom Freeman will be revealing our early thoughts for Game Week 12 and our transfer plans. Today we'll have a special focus on the worst away defences, uh, those that we want to target. Um, Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Joe. Still getting over what was a uh, pretty disastrous game week, but um, a lot of us were in the same boat, like we yep. mentioned earlier. I think I got 21 points. So um, looking forward to game week 12, I'm just glad it's not the international break and we don't have to kind of dwell on this for two weeks. Yep. So yeah, hoping for a better week coming up. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I got uh, 26 points, so I feel, uh, and a small red arrow down to 200. 70 i don't know actually looked at my score but i think it was about 270k so very small red arrow for me uh i'm still sort of in the general neck of the woods i was and um so um yeah if i've seen some scores with about 10 15 points um i think if you got about 40 50 points this week you've, you've had an exceptional week and you probably had a really good green arrow but um yeah uh yeah not for everyone um okay what we do is we're going to reveal our team but we're going to have a look at the fixtures over the next six um, and then we're also going to put the next four fixtures up with a little table I've done of the worst away defences so far this season. I've sorted up by minutes that they played. So that sort of evens it out just in case some teams have played more away games or not. So minutes minutes played should ease, uh, should iron that out. OK, so let's have a look at the fixtures. So this is looking at the next six um, game weeks. So immediately in game week 12, we can see Manchester United have a great fixture against Luton. Brighton at home to Sheffield United. West Ham against Nottingham Forest at home. Arsenal at home to Burnley. Um, and some tough fixtures for Chelsea against Man City. Uh, well, Luton obviously against Manchester United. And um, a tough game for Brentford from Bomo owners uh, taking on Liverpool. So, um, but looking further ahead, West Ham, Nottingham Forest, Arsenal, Newcastle, um, Everton have, have the best run of fixtures there. Brighton as well is in the mix and so is Wolves. But Luton, Chelsea and um, and. Aston Villa's fixtures from game week 15 onwards take a real turn when they got Man City. Um, so looking at these this next six fixtures, um, what does this sort of tell you about either any moves you want to make in game week 12, but also your planning sort of over the next six game weeks? I think the fixtures from an attacking sense um, are really good for Arsenal. We can see there, I think those Burnley, Wolves, Luton, even the Villa Brighton games, um, I don't think are badder for attackers. Um, so I think that's like really appealing. The problem is for Arsenal is that they're not quite clicking in an attacking no. sense at the moment. But I think if you own players like Saka, Martinelli, Unketia, I think you've got to kind of back them now to to, to kind of um, to, to return given that run. And slightly in the short term, I really like those next for Palace fixtures, they're lower down on that ticker because yeah. of the Liverpool City games are dragging them down. Yeah. But that's not till 16 and 17. I think those next four fixtures are better than anybody on there. Um, Everton is probably the toughest of that. But the three game run after that of Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth, I think is brilliant. So yeah. um, we, we've discussed him on other videos, but Eze is a player that we both like. And yeah. um, it's easy to see why given those that, that schedule. So Yeah, I think those, I mean, I've got Ariola on my side. Hasn't done me anything uh, as a goalkeeper. Johnston could be an option, um, but bear in mind that they do have game week 16 and 17, Liverpool, Man City. So that sort of takes mm. him out of the equation uh, for those. Although you'd be relying on save points, we're definitely relying on them 
then. Um, but yeah, if you've got Anderson, Gahey, Mitchell, um, they are firm holds the next four. And I think I'll probably be playing at Anderson the next four. Um, yeah. um, even though there is a bit of stuff, stiff competition in, in defence. But I think, um, yeah, if you've got a Crystal Palace defender, well, haven't got one, um, they're very advisable getting in. Eze, if, you, if you've had enough of one of your midfielders, Eze is very affordable. As we pointed out last week, um, he's only owned by 3.2% or was then. It's probably gone up a bit more, I'd imagine. Uh, but he was originally owned by about a fifth of the, t- of the game in game week one and then it fallen down to a massive differential. So, yeah, I think you're, the, the move with Eze is right. Um, I've done an, another little table here. This is the worst away defences. So what I'll do is um, I'll just sort of, um, partly to fit them into the screen, but... Um, we look at the next four fixtures in isolation right up to game week 15. And what, what this tiny, this very small, very simple, but effective table shows is the worst away defenses. So these are the, these are the ones you really want to target for your transfers, for your captaincy as well. You want a player who's an attacker who's playing at home against one of these defenses. And the, these are the worst ones. So Luton, as a minutes per expected goals conceded away every 37.7 minutes. Bournemouth, not far behind every 39.4 minutes. Sheffield United, not far behind 40, every 47.4 minutes. Then Fulham, every 51 minutes away from home, they're conceding um, a, a goal uh, an expected goal uh, and then uh, Burnley the similar fifth every 51 minutes Nottingham Forest just behind that at 52 minutes and these are quite surprising and West Ham and Aston Villa well probably not surprising for you as a, as a Villa fan or also West Ham fans won't be surprised but these are two good sides that are actually quite poor defensively away from home and so that I mean that tells me a number of things L- target Luton away so when Luton are coming to visit, you want an attacker against them. So that makes, I think, Bruno Fernandes and Manchester United very captainable at home to Luton in game week 12. Son against Aston Villa in game week 13 could actually be a really good um, captaincy shout in a, in a week that's really tough for the captain because in game week 13, uh, Man City play Liverpool. So that sort of counts Salah and Haaland down. I mean, both captainable, but not ideal. And so Son could be the best there. And also game week 15 against West Ham um, uh, for for Son as well. So once again, he's got another favourable home game for him against one of these poor away attacks. But yeah, I mean, looking at these sort of teams to target, what what does this sort of tell you about about, uh, which players to get in and captain? Well, it's... It's hard to know what to make of Luton, isn't it? Because on Sunday, much improved performance. Yeah, they rode their luck at times against Liverpool, but they were generally pretty organised. They were compact. But there's a massive discrepancy between what we see at Kenilworth Road compared to the week before when they were at Villa, for instance, when they're so open. Um, So, yeah, I still think from what we've seen, they've got to be a team to to target when they're away. So... um, I'm not sure I'd be quite there with the Fernandez captaincy because I'm not sure United no. are quite showing enough, but it's a decent fixture. Yeah. I think the Son game week 13 shout is really good. It's the battle of the high lines. It's going to be, I think there's going to be goals in that one. I think yeah. if you own Watkins, the Abbey, Son, I think they're all Madison with those those through balls, I think is going to be dangerous. So I think that's good. But we're going to go back to Eze again. Three of his next four opponents are on that table. Yeah. Um, and so... 
yes, you know, the Luton and the West Ham games are away, but the Bournemouth one's at home. Yeah. So I think that that he he looks pretty appealing for that run. Um, and then, yeah, Arsenal have got a couple of those teams, haven't they, in the next four, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, We've been looking at these kind of the newly promoted defences feature heavily, don't they? Yeah. You've got Luton on there, you've got Burnley, you've got Sheffield United and Bournemouth as well, who have yeah. been really poor. Slightly surprised to see Fulham there. I thought with Polinia back, they tend yeah. to keep things a little bit tighter. But, um, you know, they've been, that would indicate they've been lucky not to perhaps concede mm. more. Um, mm. uh, or rather, you know, compared to the eye test there. Uh, and Boma, another point there, going back to Luton, game week 14 and Bomo at home against uh, yeah. that Luton defence. Um, that, for me, is a sort of a priority move. So I'm, I, we're going into game week 12, but I'm looking at who I'm going to remove, which of my midfield I'm looking to remove for Mbomo in game week 14, because I do want um, uh, Brentford for their nice run of fixtures as well with Luton, and then they got Brighton immediately ne- next in game week 15. Um, so I do think I do think he's good to get in there, but yeah, it's, it's certainly something to think about. And I'll certainly be looking to target these fixtures more. But I mean, for example, those that invested more heavily than Haaland in Man City with Foden or Doku, um, they were rewarded against that that Bournemouth um, appalling away side. Um, um, so you know it, it held out. So yeah, I do I do um, I do like this. Um, I should I should have been looking at this more <laughs> this season. <laughs> Let's have a look at your team. Um, I'll put your team up on the screen. Yeah. Um, do you want to read out your team and who you're captaining and any transfer moves that you're considering? Yes. So we've got a three-five-two. We've got Ariola in goal. Mm-hmm. A back three of Cash, Gabriel, and Simicas. Um, midfield, I've got Salah, who's my current mm-hmm. captain. I've got Adingra, Saka, Martinelli and Son. Mm-hmm. And then Watkins and Haaland up front. And on my bench, I've got Strakosha, Gahey, Taylor and Mubama. Okay. Now I've got two I've got two free transfers mm-hmm. for this week. And I've got 0.2 million in the bank. Mm. So there's a couple of flags there um, I need to keep an eye on. I think the Haaland... Flag should come off. I think he's been spotted in training yesterday. Yeah. Might not play the whole game against young boys, but I think I'm pretty positive about that, that he'll be ready for Chelsea. So then we just got to kind of monitor cash. Now, he came off uh, just before the hour mark uh-huh. on Sunday. He wasn't playing particularly well, but he did um, signal the bench shortly before he came off with a shoulder problem. And then he, then he came off shortly uh-huh. after that. So that's just something which we, we're going to have to monitor. He's got um, a European game on Thursday, okay. so we'll hear from MRA. Mm-hmm. Um, he might not be risk for that anyway, but that that is a potential transfer out if he um, if he isn't fit for the weekend. Given that they then play Tottenham after that, and then Man City and Arsenal in a couple of weeks, I'd probably be tempted to take him out. I think at that stage, if he isn't okay. going to be fit. Okay, um, so who 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 would come in for cash? Because, I mean, I was looking, I mean, you've got Mark Gahey on the bench at home to Everton. Mm-hmm. If if it yeah. wasn't Palace at home, if it was another team, like a, sort of a high line team against Everton, Brighton at home to Everton, I would say mm, I might bench their defender because I think Everton score that. But I do think Palace defence at home is strong. And I, yes, as, as, yeah. and I think, I mean, for, for me, I, I mean, you, you've got to use a transfer, I guess, but 
gay heat just gay heat in for cash just looks simple to me anyway yeah it's, it's a nice pro- problem to have i suppose isn't it because i don't have to make a transfer mm. there no. i did start looking at if, if cash was going to be out i did look at if i did downgrade cash and i went to somebody like maybe lascelles at mm. four million or another cheap player in and around that i could then afford to go from adingra to Eze. um oh, I've got, okay. that would that would make Ooh. it possible but I'll do that is, is, <laughs> No, yeah, actually, well, no, don't do that because Dingra is playing Sheffield United. Well, this is the thing. And um, taking out Dingra, I bought on the wild card on 10 at the same time as Martinelli. Neither a player have performed yet. But it seems like a bit reactionary taking them out before the Sheffield United mm. game. Dingra will probably play Ajax on Thursday, I presume, Joe. Right yeah, I think, I think uh, basically he is favoured. With March out, he is the number one there, but he's... I mean, any Brighton player has threat to their minutes. But mm. I, if you, if a Jinger plays against Ajax and, you know, may, maybe last 70, 80 minutes, um, don't look at that and think, oh, he won't start against Sheffield United because his only yeah. r- main competition is Buona Netta. I mean, others can play there, but it mainly be him. And I don't think he's trusted for a full match. So I think even yeah. if a Jinger is benched, against Sheffield United, he will come on for significant minutes in a traditionally high XG team against Sheffield United. I mean, just to go back to that worst away defence table, again, Sheffield United are there, the third worst away, and Adingra is facing them. So I'll take 45 minutes of Adingra or 30 minutes of Adingra quite happily, I think. Yeah, the SA move maybe makes more sense in 13 then. Yeah. So after the Sheffield United game, Brighton yeah. stick fixtures are still okay, but they've got Forest and Chelsea away and then yeah. Brentford. So, and that's when Palace's really good run starts after yeah. the Everton game. So yeah, I'm kind of I'm not I'm not totally sure beyond that what what I'll be doing this week really. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's kind of I mean we still got a midweek schedule of matches. We've got a lot of European games and there might be an injury which is thrown up in one of those games and that forces my hand into what transfer we'll make. But um, yeah, I mean, the the team looks okay this, I mean, it looked okay last week and then (laughs) saw what happened. But I mean, I've just got to hope that those Arsenal mids um, deliver this week because Martinelli has been a real disappointment Mm. and and I can't expect too much from Odingra because he's five, but those two players on the wildcard felt like the differentials and whereas players like Cole Palmer, and uh, Bowen have been returning. Mines who haven't been doing anything, and it's really hurt. So um, I've just got to hope that these two fixtures against Sheffield United and Burnley is the time which they, it's, it's they almost, deliver. It's almost like the worst week for your team to have two free transfers. It's almost like you need two yeah. free transfers game week 13, because as you said, game week 13, Arsenal got Brentford away, which is much trickier than Burnley at home. And then if they're not performing... Yeah, I mean, you could just move both of them even. I mean, you, you've got choices. You can do whatever. You can move... Martinelli or Saka and a defender um, and, and get a good yeah. midfielder and a good defender. If I did just need to make one move this week, I could make the incredibly dull transfer of just moving Mubama to Archer to get a playing forward in that spot with game yeah. week 18 in mind, mm. something dull like that. Um, I don't really want to use my trans. The reason why reason why I bought Mubama is because he doesn't take up much money. No. Um, yeah, because as you said, Gahey at home to Everton, that just looks, that looks good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll I see, we'll like, see what happens with cash. So. Uh, yeah, I'd be tempted to do that as well. It's not. It's definitely not. It's not the week to do something ambitious <laughs> with those. Yeah, if um, if I did say move cash to Lascelles, Joe, mm-hmm. and that was my only move, who would you play? Would you play Lascelles at Bournemouth or Gay here at Everton? 
Oh, at home to Everton, do you think? Oh, I'd play, I'd play Gahey, yeah. I'd just play mm, Gahey yeah. anyway. Home, yeah, they've been good so, home, so, so I wouldn't like Lascelles move anyway because when Botman's back, Lascelles will drop back to the bench. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, it's, there's not any move I'd want to make, really. But <laughs> the only move I would make would be to seize the opportunity to uh, improve the goalkeeper position. And ideally, and you haven't got the money for it, and, and nor have I, and nor many other people, but to upgrade Strakosha to Rea, a pairing with Ariola, because Rea can't play against Brentford uh, in game week thirteen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, because he's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's on loan. In, isn't in, he? in yeah. which case, Ariola could come in. Um, and then, um, I mean, is it, is, I mean, because he wins. It's not enough, man. It's not enough. Well, there's not enough. I, only, only, but yeah, I think I got our, I think I can sell Ariola for 4.1. Yeah. Um, but I could only go up to 4.3 yeah. million for a yeah. keeper with one transfer. So then I'd have to then start downgrading yeah. someone else to be, but it is a bit of a concern, Ariola, because, yeah. um, when West Ham are losing and they can see, you worry that Fabianski's, I, I, I don't think, I think Fabianski had a bit of a fallout with Moyes and I think yeah. that helps. Ariola's cause yeah, a little bit, yeah. but he had, but he has played recently. Fabianski, yeah, he's playing the cup, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Turner's obviously lost his place yeah. as well, so even people with the Turner Ariola combo, yeah. that's a bit of a concern. Well, I mean, too. I've got that exact combo um, as we'll okay. come to in a sec, and yeah. um, long term, I would like to upgrade Turner to someone else and have Ariola as my sort of sub goalkeeper that I bring in in, in yeah. a game that I think I'll get some return. But I would like another goalkeeper like Raya so perhaps after game week 13 I'll be looked to get to Raya I'll, I'll put my team up now um because yeah, um I have similar concerns to you but also issues around defense as well um so oh just go back to your team as well you're captaining Salah obviously and just remind people um and yeah do you have any, I, I, you I looked at well, I looked at Saka as well, but Saka's in a bit of a dip with his form mm. at the moment I, I want to watch the Champions League match and then yeah have a, have another look then, but Salah feels like the safest bet, I think, okay. at Anfield, where he tends to do, he ten, tends to get something at home, doesn't okay. he? Right. Uh, I'll put my team up now. Um, so yeah, similar, similar issues as well. I also have Ariola, but I also have Turner as well. Um, so yeah, anything happens to Ariola, I suddenly have, don't have a goalkeeper. Um, so I would like to make Ariola my my sort of second goalkeeper and have a better goalkeeper to start and by that I mean someone like uh, Johnston or um, Raya so Raya after game week 13 appeals but it's, it's a lot more money and perhaps I, I would be better spend that half a million or so elsewhere in my team but um, I'll, I'll quickly run through the team I've got Ariola uh, currently Simakas Cash and Anderson as my three man backline then I've got Salah who I'm going to captain um, Son, I actually quite fancy as, as a captain. So he's my vice captain. Um, Saka, uh, Bowen, Adingra in a, in a five-man midfield. Up front, Harland, Watkins. And on my bench, got Turner, Pedro Porro, Lamptey and Archer. So I've got a sort of a playing bench if Lamptey... Well, Lamptey is fit, but I, th I think he might... I don't know if he had a setback as such, but um, he wasn't fit enough to come on in the last match. So we'll find out more uh, midweek. Um, and in Europe it's possible he'll start that Ajax game 
but if he's on the bench and comes on in that Ajax game, it would be very tempting to make him either first sub or, or to even start him mm. if Stupinan's not back. But yeah, the main issue I've got is Simakas, Cash, Anderson, Poro and Lamptey are all very playable if Lamptey's fit. But I can only, I'm only going to play three. But all of them also come with caveats as well. Simakas could be replaced by Gomez. Cash's shoulder may not have improved. Uh, Palace can quite easily concede against Everton. And um, Porro and Spurs have gone Spursy suddenly. So Porro against Wolves is not a banker for a clean sheet either. I think, I think, I think if you'd asked me yesterday, I would have said try and find a way of getting Porro into that team. Yeah. But given what's happened with Romero and Van der Ven and Adogi's not fit, yeah. it's going to be a patched up defence at Molyneux. So I'd happily keep him. I'd, I'd potentially even put him below Lamptey if it if you think there's a chance yeah, that Lamptey's yeah. going to start that one. Yeah. Uh, so it's I'm, I'm looking at um, I I I I mean I've already got a problem there in terms of that I've got a lot of in a benching dilemma, um, but I think I'm happy with Simakas, Cash, and Anderson. I think I think they're the ones I'm going to yeah. rely on there. I'm definitely going to play a Dingle because even if he doesn't start, I'll happily take. Significant minutes against that Sheffield United attack uh, defense, but it, it strikes me this is this. I I'd probably save a transfer. That's the most sensible thing. Yeah. But what I could also do, if I want to match the very many Arsenal clean sheets that will be coming by a number mm. of teams, is to remove Porro for Gabriel because looking forward to the fixtures: Aston Villa at home in game week thirteen, then Man City, then West Ham, then Newcastle, then Nottingham Forest. I don't think there's going to be that many clean sheets there. And if their defence is going to be patched up for a number of those matches, I yeah. don't I don't know if I want Porro. And he is quite expensive, so I could sort of move him on. Um, Stupinan's the one I want. Um, mm. But by the time he comes back, Brian's fixtures could become rubbish. So I could move Porro to Gabriel and then play him instead of... But that's it, you see. Instead of... I could be removing a clean sheet for a clean sheet, in which case I wish I'd saved two transfers for 13. So, um, yeah, I mean, even with Gabriel, we, we think he's going to play, but there is yeah. that little bit of doubt, isn't there, after what happened yeah. in the, the last home match against Sheffield United? So, um, I don't think you, I mean, it'd be nice to have Arsenal defence, but I, th- I think you can probably save because you've yeah. got good subs there. Yeah, yeah. That's what um, I think. I think, I mean, Poro's first sub is pretty good. Um, and, and I might even regret benching him. And I'd kick myself yeah. there if I made a transfer and, you know, he couldn't yeah. come on, perhaps. So, because as, as, as then, then Gabriel plays Brentford away, and that's yeah, not an easy place no, to go, is it? So, no. so, so I think I might hold, because one of the a, a usual pieces of advice that I give myself and others is if in doubt, do now. Um, yeah, and I'm definitely yeah. in, in doubt here. Um, and I think in game week 13, um, when um, when it's tricky to find a captain and when those Crystal Palace fixtures improve. So I might want to have two free transfers to perhaps upgrade a Dingra to Eze and try and find the money mm-hmm. elsewhere to, in order to yeah. do that. Um, so that, I mean, that would involve perhaps, I don't know, maybe Saka could become surplus requirements then. In which case I could just get Mbomo... And Eze for those two. Yeah. Ooh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> hang on. i just give myself an idea there. Game week 13. Yeah. I think the the the, the reaction sometimes after having a bad game week is to go up and yes. make transfers. But yeah. I don't think, looking at that team, 
everybody's got very good fixtures. The vast majority of them are at home. So I don't think you necessarily need to do anything. No. And I think, um, um, to bring this back to everyone else's team as well. So some other people's teams will have issues, perhaps Doggy, Romero, they'll have a few red flags. Uh, they'll have Dan Byrne, perhaps they want to remove there. So I would prioritise those moves. So all of those issues that we've been talking about, you know, bringing in an Arsenal defender, perhaps. If you've got the room to do that, you don't have a good bench, do that. But if you've got um, a good bench, if you're, you know, thinking, oh, shall I play my Palace defender or Simakas, then your team's probably in good shape because that's a nice problem to have um but yeah that is that is a key thing after a disastrous week people just oh i've got to change everything I've got to change everything and the best thing to do sometimes is to do nothing and then yeah. to look more calmly after a, a good game week and it's possible after game week 11 i thought i was going to do okay in game week 11 so did a lot of other people with harlem yeah. captain against bournemouth um it's possible that game week 12 could be another horror show but i don't think so i mean there's there's i think there's got to be enough there to do okay um could be famous last words though um okay we'll we'll leave it there for now um uh, obviously um our team uh uh ideas for coming up for gaming 12 will change if there's any team news um i'll be back doing team news with neil on friday so do watch out for that i certainly will be keeping a keen ear on what neil has to say from those press conferences um because that could influence my mood but as it stands at the moment i'm going to be extra dullard there'd be no surprise and do absolutely nothing <laughs> uh, but um so take care everyone um uh, i hope you enjoyed the show uh, do remember to press that like button and do remember to subscribe to keep updated with our videos and podcasts uh, but for now tom thanks for joining me see you again next week thanks, Jim.